Well, that was the opening music to The 39 Steps, released in 1935 and directed by one of our favorites, Alfred Hitchcock, and starring Robert Donut, uh, Madeline Carroll, uh, Lucy Mannheim, Gottfried Tyrrell, uh, and a bunch of other folks, but those are the main... Oh, and we can't forget Willie Watson as Mr. Memory. He was good. Mr. Mystery, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the man that never forgets anything. Yeah, yeah. And you're listening to Classic Movie Reviews, and you can find us on the internet at classicmoviereviews.net and on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash classicmoviereviews, and you can help support the show over there. And thank you to our patrons for all the support you've given us over the last couple of years we've been doing that. And I'm Matt Johnson coming to you from Spring Lake North Bend. We've got flowers on the cherry trees today. And uh, this is Bob Johnson in Los Angeles where the weather is really nice and we're welcoming everybody back to Classic Movie Reviews and 1935 film The 39 Steps, which is kind of a forerunner of many of Mr. Hitchcock's later films, such as Saboteur and, of course, everybody's favorite, North by Northwest with Cary Grant. I always enjoy this movie because there's so many similarities that I see in other films. But I, I, love, I love the performance of Robert Donut. Uh, he was... I first saw him in a movie called Goodbye, Mr. Chips, which uh, I think was made in 1939. And he had a uh, wonderful career, and it was cut short by uh, serious health issues. So, but I always liked his acting. Yeah, he was really good. He was a good leading man. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, some of the other actors in the film? Well, just a couple of notes about uh, Madeline Carroll a really short-lived career in the sense that uh, during World War II Can she you... became very active in the uh, in the battle for Britain and her sister died in one of the uh, blitzes of London and it really changed her whole focus in her life. She became a really big member and, and uh, supporter of the Red Cross. Uh, she did about 40 films but, but I think before the war, it was it was more that she was uh, uh, popular uh, than than after the war. She did a lot of radio shows. I remember listening to her on radio. Um, but the very very good, very good career. And I, I don't know what to say about Alfred Hitchcock. My goodness. <laughs> well, we've already talked a lot about him. <laughs> Seventy films. It's hard for me to pick my favorite, but I think I have it. It's 1953. I confess. Mm. with uh, Montgomery Clift and uh, he's playing a priest in Canada. It's really a different film, kind of a low-key, low-budget, black-and-white film. Just a really delightful, intriguing drama with a very assertive Carl Malden as the police officer. Mm. Anyway. Another one I haven't seen. Yeah, I, I so. dug up a few <laughs> from the past. <laughs> I actually saw that one in the theater. I think I went with my mom. 
I still think my favorite's so North by Northwest, and the birds was really fun to watch too. I have to say, or but, Vertigo, or Vertigo, yeah, quite a talented man and a very complex. Well, you sent me a you sent me a text last night, and you you said, uh, "Let's see, or what?" Oh, the one with all the similarities between yeah, the films? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, some of those are... Um, the Innocent Man is on the run. That's certainly true here. There's always the MacGuffin, which is the uh, kind of the plot point, but it really doesn't matter what it is as long as there's a MacGuffin. In North by Northwest, there's the MacGuffin that uh, Cary Grant gets it wrapped up in. And then uh, he's got a blonde, uh, you know, he, he liked blonde women in his films. He mm -hmm. had lots of blonde women. Yeah. Uh, did he have a cameo in this movie? I didn't see him. I, I have a note that he did, but now I, I'd i have to watch it again to see where it might have been. Yeah, yeah, because he liked to I'm do gonna, that. I'm going to look and see if I can find it in my notes. And the MacGuffin in this film is the 39 steps right it's it's this it we don't ever really know what it is in the movie we don't really ever find out well it may come out with mr mystery at the end talks about the 39 steps the uh, spy organization and the then he also recounts he's got the complete formula for a silent plane engine yeah yeah so that's probably as close as we're gonna get with that yeah in the uh the i confess movie it's an interesting one there's a long shot and he's walking uh between two buildings on a street from far away in a black and white silhouette <laughs> but you, he, he has an unmistakable silhouette he does yeah i was just doing i was just doing a quick look at the imdb trivia page to see if it director cameo at around seven minutes man tossing some Litter as Richard and Bella or Annabella are about to board bus outside music hall. Yeah, I just found that too. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed the film. Uh, should we do a few clips? I sent you my three favorites. What were your three favorites? <laughs> Number one was Annabella meets a tragic end when she gets stabbed in the back and be and. Uh, talks about the spy organization and and then he's on the run and the second one is when he gets involved in that political meeting and he has to he's the introductory speaker he's completely <laughs> in the dark about what to say and at the same time he's trying to avoid the police and the bad guys and then my third was mr mystery at the end when he reveals the the secret of the 39 steps but there's so many yeah for sure and well, the, the one that kind of comes up in later films is when he has that big train scene at the Fort Bridge where mm -hmm, the train mm -hmm. stops and he gets, and uh, Donut's character gets off. And I like those. I also liked it when Pamela overhears the henchman talking about the plot and that she realizes Richard is telling the truth. Yeah. And, and those two inn owners, they were cute. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just a funny that's, old married couple. That's yeah. Nancy and I if we, ha if we had a pub in Scotland. <laughs> totally. 
And Hitchcock utilized some of the uh, German, you know, that style of filming that was popularized in Germany in the early part of the century. Oh, right, the, in the Weimar Republic, after World War One and before Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a sharp contrast in black and white photography and. Uh, odd angles and different different uh, positions of the camera. I felt like he was utilizing some of that at, uh, Hitchcock at, at the beginning of this movie and, and in some other scenes as well. But a lot of the opening is just the cameras pointed down at people's feet and you're following them into this theater and then it kind of pans up and, and we see we see Richard. Richard. Hanny. Yeah. We're in this vaudevillian theater scene with these people up on stage and we meet mr memory we don't know like i have no idea at this point that that guy is like a key part of the whole plot <laughs> but he, he can know. memorize anything and he's getting people to ask him questions and he's answering them and it's a quite a raucous bunch of people it's like a no really kidding fun friday night at the theater Wow, they were then they got into a, a wild melee when there was a gunshot or two. Yeah. And all heck broke loose. And we learned that uh, it was actually Annabella who fired that gun. Oh, Navy. I've checked with those shots tonight. I fired those shots. You what? Yes, to create a diversion. You see, I had to get away from that theater quickly. There were two men there who wanted to kill me. Really? So we find out here that uh, she's a counter-espionage agent, I guess. An early James James Bond. Yeah, and she's undercover because clearly she's been sort of infiltrating this other organization. And she's got some information about the fact that uh, this other organization, the 39 Steps, I guess is what they're called are going to be smuggling out some top secret military related I don't know we we think it's probably some documents like some papers at this point it's a little vague in terms of of uh, what it is but but it does set the MacGuffin up for the rest of the film and that's for sure I just thought Richard was playing along with this whole thing pretty well because he just met this woman randomly outside of the theater she says i want to go back to your apartment with you and he's like well it's your funeral yeah. <laughs> no truer words were ever spoken i was like what wow i found I just... out about, about richard uh, about robert donut's character is he's very accepting of whatever situation he's in i mean he's he's really quick on his feet on oh, the train he's, mm -hmm. he's quick in scotland when he stumbles across that farmer and his wife and in these scenes and the other thing is did you notice that this is really a trivia thing that every time they were fixing food they were going to fry a fish yeah. fried yeah. a fish in his apartment then they fried a fish or three fishes at that farmer's place in scotland and they i thought oh my goodness i hope that's fresh i, I can imagine it, it looks really really unappetizing <laughs> yeah. But he, but he, he, and then when he got trapped in that political meeting, mm -hmm. and he had to do the introduction, and he's got, he's trying to hide his handcuffs. Oh yeah, I mean, the guy is amazing. Uh, he, uh, 
reminded me a lot, or I should say Cary Grant's character in North by Northwest had some of those same characteristics where oh, he just d- sort of... did he ever, yes. ...flowed along with what was ever happening at the time. Yeah. Robert Cummings had those same characteristics in Saboteur. So that that's another, that's a kind of another, this is an early version of those later films where he was building that kind of style. Well, and at the end of the movie, the same thing with some of those other ones is I felt like he, he could become a spy. Like that would be a better profession for him than whatever else he was doing because he was so good at it. <laughs> I know. I think he was an engineer. Yeah. I'm not sure. From Canada, he was Canadian. He From wanted Canada. to know the distance between, I think it was Montreal and Winnipeg. And Mr. Mystery, of course, knew it to the exact kilometer. Yep. yep. <laughs> the guy like, was he was phenomenal. like the 1935 equivalent of Google. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so Annabelle true. is not long for this world, as we find out. Clear out, Henry. We'll get you next. So she opens the door to his bedroom and just collapses on his lap uh, while he's in bed and she's got a knife sticking out of her back. And (laughs) this was the one part of the movie I thought, well, that death scene was a little bit overacted, I felt like. (laughs) It was like, "Ah!" (laughs) I know. It reminded me, though, that scene in North by Northwest where Cary Grant goes to the United Nations to meet up with that other man. And ends up appearing to stab him in the back. Well, and it's worse because everybody sees him with the knife in his hand, so the stakes are much higher. Because Especially here, nobody, the nobody front page saw this. Of the paper. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a pretty dramatic uh, part. Well, and and this uh, phone Annabella. ringing in the background incessantly is is really irritating, and it it kind of <laughs> creates this like weird like. Uh, mood because it, it it you can't really show those people outside watching him visually but by having the phone ring you know that they're out there like watching him so it's it's a cool use of that sound to let you know that there's these two guys out there keeping an eye on him which and leads us into our to the things are turning from bad to worse now for him oh for sure yeah and he knows that he has to get out of there. Like, he doesn't feel like he can be caught in the apartment with her and with the knife stuck in her back. So he tries to escape. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And in order to escape, he's going to dress up as the milkman. This is a really yeah, funny scene. That's a funny scene with the milkman. <laughs> you use a palm note, brother. What's the catch? I want to borrow your captain coat. Yeah, wait a minute. What's all this? What's the big idea? I want to make a getaway. Do a bunk? Yes. What have you been up to? I'll have to trust you. There's been a murder committed up on the first floor. By you? No, no. By those two men out there. I see. Now I suppose they're waiting there as good as gold for a copper to come and arrest them. It's quite true. Listen. They're spies, foreigners. They've murdered a woman in my flat and now they're waiting for me. Oh, come off it. Funny jokes at five o'clock in the morning. All right, all right. I'll tell you the truth. You married? Yes, but don't rub it in. What's the idea now? Well, I'm not, you see. I'm a bachelor. Oh, are you? A married woman lives on the first floor. Does she? Yeah, and I've just been paying her a call. 
And now I want to go home. Well, what's preventing you? One of those men's her brother, the other's her husband. How do you see? Why didn't you tell me before, old fella? Only wanted a big toe. Trying to keep me with a lot of tales about murders and foreigners. Here, put this on. Put on my little hat. There you are. Take the pardon. No, 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 sir. You're welcome to it. You do the same for me one day. Lead the pony around the corner. So long, old sport. Goodbye, thank you. There's two things about this scene that I really love. One is he's really quick on his feet. Like you were saying earlier, he quickly changes his story because he knows that this first story, even though it's the truth, isn't going to work. And then the milkman under his white milkman jacket has a full three-piece suit and tie on. <laughs> <You see>? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't that might that have been today. characteristic of those days. I don't know. Suits were really popular. Oh, I think I think that was pretty normal. <clears throat> wow. yeah. And I remember the very end of that scene where the milkman says, "Don't forget these bottles." Yeah, he, was, he wants him to do his job. <laughs> Don't forget the empties. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but he makes his escape. He makes his escape, he and he gets on the train. Uh, but he's being pursued, and he just barely is able to get on the train without being caught. I think the train stops and some other police get on the train and he makes another quick decision, a quick move to jump into this uh, cabin with this woman who's by herself, who we find out is Pamela. And he just kind of forces himself on her. Yeah, he does that. That's quite a scene. And it's, it's interesting because what I liked about it was unlike a lot of other movies that have this scene she just completely like throws him to the back to the police says i think this is the man you're looking for yes. Whereas in other movies yep she would be like oh no i don't know what you're talking about well and, and in north by northwest eva marie saint sort of covers for him exactly so that's what i was expecting <clears throat> and then it didn't happen that way and i really like that How lovely to see you. Don't mind having a free meal in there. <laughs> I was desperate. I'm terribly sorry. I had to do it. Look here. My name's Hanny. They're after me. I, I swear I'm innocent. You've got to help me. I've got to keep free for the next few days. Well, you see the men passing in the last few minutes. This is the man you want, I think. <laughs> when we passed just now. He's way in here and told me his name was Hanny. Is your name Hanny? No. Why are you coming in to tea, sir? I'll be right along. <laughs> and then it's a really exciting escape on the train across this bridge. Yeah, it's cool. It's very well done. And the nice thing about this as I watch this film is it, it's, it, it, lays out so many of the things that show up so many times in his movies later on and in a lot of other movies as well it's kind of the forerunner of of movies from then until today i swear this movie could be remade with just a few changes minor changes and it would be completely relevant for today like it's so entertaining yes. it's yeah it's great I've, i for sure would keep the fish frying scenes in <laughs> yeah because you could just smell that fish smell. Maybe even play cooking. it up a little bit more with the fish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So he, so there, he, he does he escape. He gets away from him again. Yeah, he gets away from him. So this is another recurring trope in the movie where he's constantly just like one step ahead of getting caught, either by the police or by this spy organization, the 39 Steps. And in this case, he's on the run. He's now, I think, in the Scottish countryside. We learned earlier in the film that Annabella had a map and he's trying to get to the place on the map that was crossed. He thinks that's maybe where the headquarters of the spies are. That's why he's off in Scotland running all over the place. He runs into this man who has a little house out on the moors there and uh, is asking him about, you know, this place. And he's, I think it's like 14 miles away still. And there's no transportation at the moment. So he asks if he can spend the night. And he's like, sure, but only if he paid him some money, which is fine. He has this kind of interesting interaction with this man's wife. And this man's wife seems like she's just desperate to get out of there and wants to go to London. And the husband is does not want to go to London because uh, he doesn't agree with how people act there. So she's kind of fascinated with him because he's from the big city and wants to learn more about what it's like in the city. And the husband kind of sees them having this interaction and feels like there's something weird going on and is suspicious of him. In the middle of the night while he's asleep, the police show up and the man uh, says that he'll protect the guy, but the, the wife's like, no, he's not. He do, he'll do anything for money. There are cars coming. That'll be the police. You best be going. Thank you. I don't think you're grand. Hurry up. Don't let them catch you. I read it. I'll never forget you for doing this for me. Which way do I go? I'll show you. I. I might have known. Making love behind my back. Get out. Just a minute. I and you two. Get out of my house before I. I go. Go. I'll leave you like this. No fear. It's your chance of liberty. Here, you don't understand. Okay, you're all wrong about this. He's only trying to help me. Aye, to bring shame and disgrace upon my host. He was helping me to escape from the police. The police? It's the police. They're after me for murder. What? They're here. She was only trying to warn me. I had to tell her about it last night. Don't let them in. Say I'm not here. I'll make it worth your while. How much? Five pounds. Have you got that much? Yes. Give it to me. After they've gone. Get back into the bed. Shut them in. Hide them. I'm not there. I didn't trust him. But he took the money. He couldn't have resisted. Here. Have you seen a stranger over here? I was right. He's asking if there's a reward if you get catched. He'll argue baggy for a moment longer before he lets them in. Now's your time. Oh, your jacket's terrible light coloured. I'm afraid they'll see you. You best take this one. This your husband's coat? I his son the best one, but never mind. They what'll, mustn't see you. What'll happen to you? Oh, I say, I couldn't have stopped you. Well, not he'll treat you. No, he'll pray at me, but no more. What's your name? Margaret. Goodbye, Margaret. I'll never forget you for this. He gives her a kiss on the way out the door. <laughs> he likes to kiss yeah. strange women. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He escapes again, just barely, and he shows up then at Professor Jordan's house, which is the place on the map that's been checked by Annabella. And Professor Jordan's sort of confused because this is not what he was expecting. And I'm not sure that he was expecting anybody to show up. You know, by the end of the movie, you kind of figure out that he already 
was executing his plan and Annabella was not expected to show up at that house either, I don't think. She had that map and yeah. she knew where the guy was, but I don't <clears throat> think he was expecting anybody to show up. He reacted really well because he right away figured out he's going to have to shoot him. Mm-hmm. But he well, had to get rid of the guests first. Uh, and well, he's a spy as well, right? So yeah. oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's a professional. And here he sort of reveals. This is the part of the movie where there's a little bit of exposition, and he reveals more about the plot of what's going on. And it reminds me of in North by Northwest when Cary Grant goes out to that mansion. We sort of learn about what's really kind of going on from. Oh, James Mason. James Mason. Yeah. Now, Mr. Henney. I suppose it's safe to call you by your real name now. What about our mutual friend, Annabella? He's been murdered. Murdered? Oh, the Portland Mansions affair. What are our friends outside are looking for you for? I didn't do it. Of course you didn't. But why come all this way to Scotland to tell me about it? I believe she was coming to see you about some air ministry secret. She was killed by a foreign agent who was interested too. Tell you what the foreign agent looked like? It wasn't time. No, there was one thing. Part of his little finger was missing. Which one? This one, I think. Sure it wasn't this one? <laughs> Lunch is ready, dear. I'm coming right away. Well, Mr. Hanny, I'm afraid I've been guilty of leading you down the garden path. Or should it be up? I never can remember. It seems to be the wrong garden, all right. Well, what are we going to do about it? That's just the point. What are we going to do about it? You see, I live here as a respectable citizen, and you must realize that my whole existence would be jeopardized if it became known that I'm not, uh, what shall we say, not what I seem. Oh, Mr. Hanny, why have you come here? Why have you forced me into this difficult position? I can't lock you up in a room or anything like that. You see, there's my wife and daughters to think of. I don't know what to think. Really, I don't. What makes it doubly important that I shouldn't let you go is that I'm just about to uh, convey some very vital information out of the country. Oh, yes, I've got it. I'm afraid poor Annabella would have been too late in any case. Well, that's that. Yes. And what about it? What about what? About yourself. Seems to me there's only one way out. Well, what's that? Supposing I left you alone with this revolver. Tomorrow's newspapers would be able to announce that the Portland Place murderer had taken his own life. I thought you were coming to lunch directly, dear. We've all been waiting. Mr. Hammond be staying? I don't think so, dear. Well, what do you think, Mr. Hanny? Well, I'm afraid you leave me no alternative. When I when I watched it, I was like, "Wait a minute! He can't die. There's still like forty minutes of the movie left." I know. Well, well, we find out that he was saved. 
saved by the the Bible in his pocket, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he is now uh, in the custody of the police, I think. Yeah, yeah. The sheriff sheriff. has him. Yeah. And he's conveying to the sheriff this story about what he knows about Professor Jordan, and the sheriff is playing along with it until the actual police show up, and then he's like, arrest this murderer! And Richard's like, wait a minute! You said you believe me! And the sheriff's like, why would I believe a murderer like you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a great scene. <laughs> it is, it is. It, and then uh, a short time later, Mr. Hanny stumbles out, gets away, and once again he escapes and he ends up at a political meeting. Yeah. Up on the stage. That's great. No less. He's really got to be quick on his feet here because he <laughs> he's supposed to be either introducing somebody or like the main event you know like he he, i think people were expecting somebody else but then he plays it off like well i'm just here to introduce the guy that you really came to see and he really gets them riled up i was like ah, maybe he has another career opportunity in politics Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for my hesitation in rising just now, but to tell you the simple truth, I'd entirely fail while listening to the chairman's flattering description of the next speaker to realize he was talking about me. (laughs) As for you, may I say from the bottom of my heart and with the utmost sincerity how delighted and relieved I am to find myself in your presence at this moment. Delighted uh, because of your friendly reception. Uh, relieved because so long as I stand on this platform, I'm delivered from the moment from the cares and anxieties which must always be the lot of a man in my position. When I journeyed up to Scotland a few days ago, travelling on the Highland Express over that magnificent structure, the Fourth Bridge, that monument to Scottish engineering and Scottish muscle. That is to say, on that journey, I had no idea that in a few days' time I should find myself addressing an important political meeting. No idea. I planned a very different programme for myself. A very different programme. You'd be for the moors to shoot something. Yes, or somebody. I'm a rotten shot. <laughs> Anyhow, I little thought I should be speaking tonight in support of that that, that brilliant young statesman, that, that rising, uh, uh, the, the, the gentleman on my right already known among you as one destined to make no uncertain mark in politics. In other words, your future member of parliament, your candidate, Mr. Uh, McCrocodile. Yes, they know the candidate's name. <laughs> I know your candidate will forgive my referring to him by the the friendly nickname by which she's already known in anticipation, uh, in anticipation, mark you, at uh, Westminster. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to discuss some topic. What shall it be? The herring fishery. Unemployment. What about the idle rich? Idle rich? That's a bit of an old-fashioned topic these days, especially for me, because I'm not rich and I've never been idle. (laughs) I've been pretty busy all my life, and I expect to be much busier quite soon. Have you ever worked for your hands? Indeed I have, and I've known what it is to feel lonely and helpless and to have the whole world against me. And those are things that no man or woman ought to feel. And I ask your candidate and all those who love their fellow men to set themselves resolutely to make this world a happier place to live in. 
a world where no nation plots against nation, where no neighbor plots against neighbor, where there is no persecution or hunting down, where everybody gets a square deal and a sporting chance, and where people try to help and not to hinder. A world from which suspicion and cruelty and fear have been forever banished. That is the sort of world I want. Is that the sort of world you want? The crowd rushes him on the stage. He's like, whoa. <laughs> Isn't it shortly after that he ends up in the parade? Mm. He kind of escapes and gets into a parade down the street? Or was that before the speech? I'm not sure. I know that he is taken away by the two henchmen, and they also take Pamela, but they are posing as police officers. And oh, that's right. This, the parade thing was before when he escaped the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. That's how he ended up at the political convention. Yeah. And here is where Pamela really gets mixed up in the whole thing because uh, these two guys think that Richard told her everything. And so they want to bring her along. And they end up getting handcuffed together in the back of this car. And then on the way out to the professor's house, they get stopped by this herd of sheep, this flock of sheep that are covered, you know, blocking the road. And then that's where they escape yet again. <laughs> like I know. Every 10 minutes, they're escaping from another situation. Uh, Pamela doesn't want to have anything to do with him. I mean, she thinks that he is a murderer and a liar. And... Uh, he's kind of dragging her along this road at night, and they end up at this inn with this really cute couple that runs the inn. The wife thinks that they're just this these newlyweds that are just so in love. They end up getting a room, and they're having to spend the night together. She kind of starts to fall for him a little bit, I think, as he's joking around with her. Then she ends up being able to escape from the handcuffs, and as she is trying to leave... Uh, the inn, she runs into those two henchmen and they're on the phone uh, talking, I think, to the professor. She overhears the plot. Is that Professor Jordan's house? Can I speak to Mrs. Jordan then? Is that Mrs. Jordan? Oh, he's gone to London already, has he? If you could manage it, I'd like that whiskey hot. Oh, I'll away and get the hot water. No, he died down the side street and the police went the wrong way. The girl handed him over to us, thinking we were detectives. We had to take her as well, but she told her everything. Very good, ma'am. I see. Yes, ma'am. Well? The old man's got the wind up. He's cleared out already. Whatever for? Thought it too dangerous with Hanny on the loose. He's warning the whole 39 steps. Has he got the, uh, you know? Yes. He's picking up our friend at the London Palladium on the way out. Yes, yep, Tony. That'll be half a crown. And the phone call? Oh, we'll see a shilling. Is, uh, is this a hotel as well? Aye. I mean, do you have people staying here? Aye. I suppose you get a few odd people at this time of the year. Oh, aye. Hmm. You didn't happen to have anyone in tonight, did you? Aye. They, uh... They weren't by any chance a young couple, were they? James! Merci, me! What kind of a silly creature am I married to? Do you want to get us all jailed? How much did you take for these? Half a crown. Oh! 
the pair of you. And dinner let on to anybody that you've got to drink here after hours. Oh. You old fool, you, you wouldn't have give away a young couple, would you? Yeah, it's just, I love everything about that scene. <laughs> I know. It changes her uh, view of him completely. And now they're in, in it together to get back in time to save uh, having the secrets leave the country. Yeah. It becomes a race against time now because they know sort of where the professor's at and they've got to get there and try to convince somebody to listen to them and i think it has more weight now that she's on board with it it's not just richard they end up back at a vaudeville show i'm not sure it's the same location as the first time uh but uh it's the same kind of setup with mr memory on stage it's one of these great scenes that shows up in other movies where <laughs> the bad guy's up in the box <laughs> You know? Yeah. How many and times have we seen that in a film? Huh? So many times. <laughs> and uh, and then Pamela like rushes into the theater because Richard was already there and he's been kind of trying to f figure out what's happening and he ends up spying Professor Jordan and makes the connection that Mr. Memory is working with the 39 Steps. May I take your place, please? What are you doing? Listen, I found him. He's up in that box. But you can't do anything about it. I've been to Scotland Yard. Nothing whatever has been stolen from the air ministry. They're absolutely certain about it. But you heard those men say he'd got him. There he is. Shall we take him by yourself? I'll wait till the end of this. But what are you going to do? There's nothing missing. There's an end to it. Ladies and gentlemen, with your kind attention and permission, I have now the honor to present to you one of the most remarkable men in the world. It's the same little man. Every day he commits the memory. Fifty new facts and remembers every one of them. Facts from history, from geography, from newspapers, from scientific textbooks. Millions and millions of them, down to the smallest detail. Test him, ladies and gentlemen. Ask him any questions. I've got it, I've got it. Of course there are no papers missing. All the information's inside memory's head. Mr. Memory. But I still don't understand. Don't you see? The details of that air minister's secret were borrowed, memorized by this little man, and then replaced before anyone could find out. That's why he is here tonight, to take memory out of the country after the show. But surely some gentlemen here would like to speak to you. Question, please. Question, please. Read the boat race. And this one, Nightingale died. What is the heart of the You, Richard Hanley. Listen, there's something you ought to oh, know. Keep Hanley, come along quietly. Yes, but look here, that man on the stage. Now, look here, old man. You don't want to cause any trouble and spoil people's what entertainment. The Where's the capital of What are the 39 steps? Come on, answer up. What are the 39 steps? The 39 steps is an organization of spies. 
collecting information on behalf of the Foreign Office of... <laughs> right away. Mr. Memory, what was the secret formula you were taking out of the country? Will it be all right me telling you, sir? It was a big job to learn it, the biggest job I ever tackled, and I don't want to throw it all away. Sir. It'll be quite all right. The first feature of the new engine is its greatly increased ratio of compression, represented by R minus one over R to the power of gamma, where R represents the ratio of compression and gamma seen in end elevation, the axis of the two line of cylinder, angle of 65 degrees. Dimensions of cylinders as follows. This device renders the engine completely silent. Am I right, sir? Quite right, old chair. Thank you, sir. It's interesting because he just, I, you get the feeling that he was really coerced into doing this. Like it wasn't something that he did on, of his own choosing. And he's he's relieved that he can just be done with this whole situation. Definitely, yeah. I don't know what they used to coerce him, but uh, he would not have done that on his own. Yeah. And professor, the professor has, has to shoot him uh, to prevent him from just, blurting out everything in front of the whole audience and thereby giving himself up i mean the police catch him on the stage uh mr memory looks like he's probably just shot in the maybe the hip or the leg yeah. it doesn't look like it's a fatal wound and so he's probably gonna live it's a it's a really neat closing shot where pamela uh and richard are standing and you kind of just see their midsection and as the police are talking to Mr. Memory, they hold hands, and you get the yeah. idea that they're going to be a couple. <laughs> that was a great way to end the film, really. Yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's a delightful film, and it's amazing how much gets covered in, in, in an hour, less than an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it moves. Uh, it's, like, really quick. There's no does. downtime, like, in most of Hitchcock's movies. It's just, like, boom, 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 boom which is great. Makes the time go by really fast. For me, I, I give the film a uh, rating of a 10 because it it uh, is a forerunner to so many films, both Hitchcock's and others that came along for decades and up until today. I give it a 10 as well, and it's really fun to go back and watch an early version of what he would later perfect in in other films but definitely north by northwest is i think the prime example of that and then to see like these tropes and to see this kind of plot line show up in movies even today and like television shows and things sure it's, it's a very popular kind of a, a story 
really fun movie and glad that we did it. And I don't think we know what we're going to do next, do we? Uh, we don't. I was going to suggest uh, that I send you, resend you that list that I sent a couple weeks ago. I've got to find it. I had three or four other international films I thought might we might be interesting to do. So I'll I'll dig that out and send it along as well as the introduction to today's podcast. Cool. That sounds great. Well, that was fun as usual, a great movie and uh, coming to you from North Bend. This is Matt. And here in Los Angeles is Bob wishing everybody happy movie watching. Fortunately, he didn't try to top that. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever seen one he made in 1942, Saboteur? Mm -mm. It's It's got the same kind of thing. Robert Cummings is falsely accused. He's on the run. He meets up with a an attractive woman. They go all across the country from the California to New York, and it ends up. There's a big set of scenes at the Rockefeller Center, and then there's another great finish where the, he's battling the bad guy on the Statue of Liberty. Oh, cool. <laughs> and the bad guys are Nazis. We should watch that spies. one, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like this one in North by Northwest.